Hey, how you guys doing? It's producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks. It's Inferno, the finale, y'all. Inferno from 2022 on the line tonight. It's just me and Brother Beavis again, man. Welcome to the Dutch Rudder. <laughs> you know what? Um, I remember distinctly thinking at the end of January, I was like, okay, here we go. Time to get moved to the back of the bus. Yeah. I feel like we barely commemorated Black History Month on this we series. Didn't. Yeah, and you know what? It's Dwayne McDuffie's birthday today. He would have been 60 years old, such an influential, uh, you know, creator, writer, artist, you know, for DC. I mean, you know, that that was a big thing today. I have as I no idea who that is. Really? Oh, I have to send no. you everything. Yeah, man. He was uh, like a writer for DC. Uh, it was big in when Milestone was a thing over at DC. Um, but he was, you know, kind of the backbone for some of the characters in that previous time. He worked a lot on Justice League Unlimited as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Uh, but, yeah, again, a, a died too soon situation. Like He's probably been dead mm-hmm. plus 10 plus years now. So, yeah, uh, not a good one. But, yeah, we, we didn't get a chance to get to that. You know, Sandman was really the big, you know, uh, driver of those types of things when we were recording in February, but he hadn't been around. And we took some time off, you know, even though we did record, we took some time off for February here, which always leads to us as a uh, as a bridge here. What you've been watching? Because if we're not recording, that means we've been watching something. So what you've been watching? I have actually now watched The Book of Boba Fett, which uh, is much... <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, as much as like, you know, I feel like it got like a negative reaction. I think the show itself is fine Mm. and, and generally enjoyable. The the problem I have with it is it's not the Boba Fett that anybody cared about. Right. And so the, the, they took the opportunity to make that into a new character. Um, and clearly the best part, like clearly the best parts were, when for our, our new Mandalorian, um, I mean, like if you just throw out the 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 phrase of like Boba Fett riding a rancor through Tatooine streets, yeah. I mean, like I I could see how you could get get hype for that. But yeah, no, it was fine. It was yeah. it was worth. It, I I don't regret watching it at all. I could have gone my life without watching it, right. but it was fine. It was enjoyable. I, I, um, the CGI Luke business is just the continuation of this thing yeah it's creepy like i feel like they should just recast and and i feel like they should just recast and double down into it i mean yeah it's not like if if you like you go into show and like today the part of luke skywalker would be closed by <laughs> you know what? Just, just just go that route right. instead of uh you know the cgi business so i watched that uh i've been watching a lot of psych um mm-hmm. and there was an episode where they did a Friday the 13th spoof <laughs> and uh, he says something about like, Oh, you're my least favorite tag team of all time. And the <laughs> other guy, another character in the show is like with iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov on the deck <laughs> lane. I was out. I was, I was done. <laughs> I don't know what your experience with that show is. That, that's a good show, but it, yeah. yeah, you've mentioned that the last time. So yeah, that's, that's probably the extent of it. Go okay. ahead. No, I, I, I text y'all that I was like, you know what? I guess I, what you, we didn't record one night. I was like, look what you people made me do. And so I started to watch Boba Fett. I'm on episode three. Um, and again, what you said is true. Like it's not what people were hoping or expecting, 
you know, Boba needed to, you know, get a Nordic track, you know, in between the last time that we saw him, which was fine. But like, I mean, honestly, you know, I don't know. From what I saw, it's fine enough. I, I don't really mind, you know, you know, on the for real. Hey, you know, Ming Na's in it. That's a big plus. Jennifer Beals is Jennifer. in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge That's where plus. I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, if nothing else fails, uh, we can always come back to those two moments. So um I'm and I'm fine with it. You know, I fell asleep watching it last night and I woke up and it was on one of the loop scenes. And I was like, Oh, I'm I mean I'd already seen it on Twitter or whatever, but I'm like, this is fine. I I, I don't know. I, it is what it is. If you made if you made it to episode three, it's all downhill from here. Here or <laughs> uphill, or whatever. <laughs> no, you're you're past the backstory, and they're they're actually reached the story they're trying to tell. So. Yeah, after he gets out of Tatooine with the Tuscans. So yeah, yeah. I watched that. I watched um, yet just yesterday and over the last couple of days, my daughter and I were talking about it, and I didn't send it to y'all. But again, I'm, I'm avoiding since the Bengals lost the role, I'm avoiding like sports and whatever for at least another. Well, I'll probably be back on it next week. So I was listening to our Infinity War uh, recap podcast and talk about a Dutch rudder. Um, that was just you know us just <laughs> throwing praise upon that movie for uh, you know about an hour and a half. You know, it was me, you, and Sandman, and then you know I was like, well, might as well watch it. So watch that, watch up watching Infinity War. And then yesterday, just out of whatever, I wound up watching um, WandaVision um, pretty much from episode three to the end. And, you know, I know when we watched it initially, it was like, wow, you know, this is pretty good, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually much better than I thought it was on the rewatch. Um, I'm not sure, like, what the difference was. You know, a lot of times I was watching that in the morning before I was going to work. So it was, you know, it was kind of trying to process, you know, in real time. And, you know, but being able to take it in near the end there, I, I thought that was actually a really good show. You know, once you got past the sitcom stuff, like, that was a little bit off. Yeah. But once you got past it, it was pretty good. I think you said you you rewatched What If, too, right? Yeah, I did. I did watch What If. And, again... I, I thought that was better too. And I, I didn't text this to y'all, but I was thinking about it. Like I watched what if on my laptop and mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed like Marvel, like those TV shows for whatever reason, without the extra distraction of everything that can go on at a house. Like, I think I could just focus on it a little bit better, you know, and there's some decent episodes in there. Like, you oh, know, there's yeah. some good stuff. There's some crappy ones too. Don't get me wrong, but you know, and I didn't see the thread of tying them together. The first time I saw it, I was just reading them as, you know, like the books were just like individual issues. Yeah. And, you know, once you got that, you know, especially the issue or the episode with Dr. Strange, like, I think, you know, that's such a pivotal thread for everything. And I have a feeling that that version of Dr. Strange is going to show up in this trailer we're about to talk about. <laughs> I, I, I really think, you know, as much as I've been called out for not having enough love for Black Panther, the T'Challa episode of What If to me was the high point of that show. That was that that As was Star such Lord. a departure from the stories we've been told before. That mm-hmm. yeah, that that like underscored the 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 man over the hero, which mm-hmm. you know the man is the hero. But that to me was the highlight of that show. Yeah. Other than the visual of Captain Carter, which is great, 
yeah. but the actual story, the progression of him, that, that I thought that was the highlight of that show. Yeah, it's um, it's been, you know, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it a lot more. I don't know why, like watching it on my laptop, I enjoyed it more. So that's why I started with Boba Fett too. That's why I fell asleep. You know, I had to put, you know, TV on or TV off, laptop, and then I just fell asleep. But I'm hoping that I can just focus on it more, headphones in, no distractions, that I can kind of focus on that. But yeah, it's great. Um, and I also mentioned while we were in the pregame, uh, I'll throw it out here. I watched Sky High again. Yeah. I love that movie <laughs> so much. Yeah. If you yeah. have to search for it on Disney Plus, but the it is prototype yeah. superhero movie. God, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. It's so good. Great. Oh, the, the mom and that died, right? The net, what's it called? Oh yeah, yeah. Vocals, right? So I yeah. was thinking about that today when I, Kelly Preston. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. thinking about I was that like, today. Oh shit! I was like, that's right. I was just thinking about that too. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand the reasoning why, uh, for sure. Um, all right. So I mentioned Doctor Strange. So the trailer for the multitude of madness or whatever multiverse of madness popped up after the Super Bowl, and again, touchy subject. Leave it alone. Super Bowl, just not ready yet. Way too sensitive. Uh, definitely 88 flashbacks, sir. I'm going to tell a story. I don't know if you know or not, or you probably heard or whatever. So when they lose that game then in 88 or whatever, we go back to school, and it was 88, 89. Pretty so- sure I, I have vivid memories of watching on your mom's couch or your mom's bed in front yes. of the TV, yeah. like demoralized, and then the uh, touchdown return to start off the second half. Yeah, very similar to the the, the yeah. seventy five yard touchdown. To start yeah, the and that, uh, it's, it's too sensitive. But so when I go, and then, to, yeah, and then the can't keep it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so then I went to the school that Monday, and you know, again, I'm a, I don't know if he's alive or not. You know, somebody we grew up with, you know, or went to high school with Jeff Henton was just riding me so hard when I went into the cafeteria. You know, was, like, we talked about sports all the time. Like, oh, they lost, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was ready to fight, fight. Like, like knock over tables, man. Like, he was just, he was riding me so hard. And I was just, you know, he was like a good high school friend at the time. And I would have, like, fought him in the cafeteria to the point where people were like, man, come on. Uh. He was like, I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> you know. I'm like, ah! So, yeah, when I went into work, I was, I went and closed into my office. I was like, just leave me alone, people. Don't leave me. But anyway, so during that game, or I guess after the game, that's when the trailer premiered. Uh, I am give or take about Doctor Strange, the original movie. Obviously, he was great in Infinity War. They didn't give him really shit to do in Endgame. And so now he's got this pop-up appearance in this movie. They've introduced the multiverse. He's been a part of it through the Spider-Man movie. I'm watching that trailer. I mean, let's just get to the bones of it. You know, Professor Xavier's voice was in it. That's basically where, you know, any everything else we've kind of sort of seen. But, you know, when Xavier's voice pops up, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, and I actually read that before, like, because I was in and out um, of the the of the Super Bowl. I, I, I remember watching the Moon Knight trailer. I don't know that I caught the the Doctor Strange trailer and then I saw the headlines about it. And then I watched the trailer. So I went in with guilty knowledge. Um, <laughs> the, the challenge I have with this trailer is like, I feel like the order of the scenes they're playing it, you if you reorder the scenes, it tells a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, what is the driver? Is it like the the thing that, that, that I've sort of settled on is he's like, yeah, we had no choice but to cast this spell. That can't simply refer back to Spider-Man because, because they had hella choice, right? Yeah, yeah. 
right. that was like, oh yeah, you're a good mm-hmm. guy. I'll do this for you. I know mm-hmm. Wong's okay with it, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it feels like there's got to be something else that crosses the multiversal barrier that, that, that triggers something. And then to, at what point does Wanda and where does America Chavez come in? It feels like, I, you know, it's, it's hard to put together what's going on, but mm-hmm. now we have like what a third Dr. Strange, right? Cause they tease like the zombie Dr. Strange with mm-hmm. the multiple arms at the end. So, yeah. But that makes sense. Like the 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 idea that you open the door to the multiversal Doctor Stranges and they each have their own goals and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it all makes sense. But like, I've almost had to just like, you know, just stop thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we've been presented with enough to figure it out. Right. I'm. I will for sure see it, and I will for sure see it. Uh, you know, probably if it comes out on a Thursday night, I will probably see it Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But I've I'm I've reached a point where I just have to kind of shut down, stop thinking about it, and just go and try and figure it out. You know, yeah. just experience it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I am too. You know, I'm like, well, Illuminati. Okay. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, and the big it. thing is like the theorization, like, uh, so the tentacled beast is presumed to be now Gargantos, which is a Namor villain, which brings mm-hmm. in Namor. Right. So, honestly, like. I would be more hyped for a meaningful debut of Namor than Professor X. Like I would be hyped for, for Professor X and the introduction of the X-Men. I want to see them done right and brought into the fold and not have to reboot every two or three years. Yeah. um, And see them interacting with the rest of the Marvel cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But that's, that's such a long game. And I've already seen a lot of that and not all of it's bad. In fact, uh, some of it's actually quite good, Mm. but Namor, you know, it's a pop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 you're getting all of these people that have played characters in these movies. Like, Hey, are you in this movie? And it's all, no, I'm not in that. I'm telling you, I'm not in yeah. it, which is a surefire lie yeah. that they're absolutely in it. And I saw the Hugh Jackman one pop up today. I'm like, Oh, yep. He's in it. I'm yeah. sure he is. And it, that's going to be fine. I mean, it, it, I, there's a portion of me that thinks this is going to be a movie of cheap pops. Uh, yeah. Which I think takes away from. We it just can take that. away from what the, I the story. Of, I don't yeah. either, but it could take away from it because it, you know it becomes like DC. It becomes like Justice League, and it's not earned. Like we, I mean, mm. you know, it's, again, going back to Infinity War, like that all felt earned. Like if you're just yeah. turning characters out, like just so we can see them for a couple of minutes yeah. and or seconds, it's not like it doesn't feel earned. It just feels cheap, and I don't want to see yeah. that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they already earned it. It's like cashing it in again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I had the, I had the thought today, like it, how, how much would you have popped if with all the Charlie Cox, uh, rumors, if they showed up as Daredevil <laughs> in, uh, in Spider-Man, that would have been hilarious. That would have been like trolling on a, a level yeah. above any of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But unfortunately, that would have been at the expense of Charlie Cox, who was a great daredevil, and I can't wait till he gets yeah, till he gets folded do. in too. Right. But he can get folded in a lot easier than the X Men. That's just that's that's a a sequential layered story yeah. they got to work in yeah. to get to a point where they're telling meaningful stories and. Sadly, they're going to be retreading probably a lot of stuff they've already done. They've already mm-hmm. hit a lot of the high points of the, the X-Men stories to begin with. And um, you know, my daughter said she saw a TikTok or whatever that, you know, that part of the Illuminati was, uh, you know, obviously Xavier 
I know something about um, Reed Richards was there, you know, it's supposed to be in there too. You know, all the secret cat because they're supposed to have a movie that comes out yeah. like in 2023 and nobody knew who's in the damn movie, which is kind of weird. And so, you know, you would imagine eventually that the shit has to come out. Like, I mean, like, hello, like the movie's coming yeah. out, like you need to know who's starring in it or whatever, even if it's not, you know, dude from the office and his wife, you need to know something. Um, so the best part will be is if they multiverse the really shitty Fantastic Four movies, like I would pop for that. Like if Jessica Alba shows up <laughs> or Michael Chiklis, like I'll pop for that. Or Chris Evans as, you know, human. Yeah, dog. how are they going to handle that. Chris Evans? Yeah, I'd pop Michael Chiklis got a bad rap. I mean, his it's like his the rendition and his hands where the the pinky didn't work. Yeah, that was a problem, but <laughs> that was a solid choice for the for Ben Grimm yeah, amongst all the four of them. Mm-hmm. That was a solid choice. When they do a, when they do show up, there's no way that he's not able to turn back and forth. They will not burden him with that. It's just they, it's it's this it's it, they won't burden him with it. I guarantee. I, well, I, that's my prediction. Is there a thing if he can't though? Like yeah. that's the tortured thing who doesn't have the choice to change back. If he, if he can change back and forth, he's the Hulk. Right. But not as good. Yeah. So I, to me, you don't have a thing unless he, unless he can, but as much as, I don't know if it's from nostalgia or just expectation, like what do they need to do to make the fantastic, what to make us actually care about the fantastic four? I, I, I don't really know, but we could have asked that question 10 years ago before the Avengers because we wouldn't have cared. You know what I mean? Like they built up, they I got disagree. us to that like point. I've... They got us to that point with those individual movies, but the Avengers, at least as a comic book at the time, was just hot garbage. But there have been long stretches over over the years where the Avengers have been both relevant and interesting in a variety of team configurations. Right. Fantastic four is, you know, they have a, they're they're They have a, I mean, it's <laughs> gotta be Dr. Doom. The only right. way we care about a fantastic four movie is Dr. Doom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and again, think about it. And then we haven't read everything and Hickman as we're about to get into his X-Men here. He had a run on fantastic four too at a time when we weren't reading books. But, you know, everybody points back to Burns around. God, what's that, 40 years ago? Mm. <laughs> I mean, seems like right? a long time ago to be like, hey, this was a really good run on this particular comic book with these particular characters. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. It's going to be rough. Did Burn turn Sue into the uh, did, didn't Sue Storm get infected? Or, yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. in the Burn run? I believe so. Yeah. So. The knock on Burns Avengers West Coast run was that he tried to tell his Dark Phoenix story via Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And now I wonder if like it, that was his attempt to tell his his Dark Phoenix story. Like yeah. that's his thing is like Maybe. It's just crazy. I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm I'm I want it all, you know, look as as we've all we've been saying before, we don't have a lot of um what are those things called? Uh, a lot of uh, not as many sunrises and sunsets as we've had in the past. So we need to make sure that that gets taken care of. Uh, it says yeah. my internet is. I think unstable. the core Fantastic Four is Human Torch. What's that? 
I was yeah, going to say, yeah. I think the core of Fantastic Four is the thing in Human Torch. Mm-hmm. You build a story around there and you have Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman in the background, which I want to caveat what I just said. The one of the best episodes of the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes was the scrawl with Captain America, mm-hmm. where they're like, they live in fear of the invisible woman yeah, and right. he breaks free and like she just she just owns the entire scroll right. yeah. uh for so not to discount her power at all she's a mm. great character and she's become better in the intervening years but i feel like the core of fantastic four has got to be the thing in human torch that's what yeah. they got to nail well i mean it's the more popular characters of the bunch I, i'll be curious as to how they handle it and how how smart they make Reed. That's basically where it is. Cause if they send him off into Dorkville, like they do in the comic book, yeah. like I just, it's just not a likable character and that becomes a problem. Cause there's he only four a replacement at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm up for it too. Honestly. So anyway, all right. Oh, I feel like Cornette and Brian last, like we're like, we'll do anything but talk about AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Like before we even get into this freaking book. Oh my god. So I guess at one point we gotta jump into it. Yeah, but first, magic spoon. All right. Uh no. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Inferno issue number four. The final Hickman book here. Uh to recap, um, in the last issue, uh Mystique and Destiny have kidnapped Moria as Charles and Magneto go looking for her and they gotta get listed on a, a wild goose chase. And uh, when they do show up, it's Nimrod and the Omega Sentinel. Um, and that's kind of where it ends. You know, uh, I, as we're starting to get kind of further into this, I, I want to make sure that I'm not I've, I'm saying this up front. This is a good book or this series of books. Like, I don't dislike any of this at all. There's just portions of it, especially here at the end that I was like, hey, why do I have ten and a half pages of this? Because it doesn't feel like it's a ten and a half pages book. And when I do share screen here, you're going to be like, man, there's a lot of pages that don't have words on it. How the hell do I have ten and a half pages for notes? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, let's get into it. We're on Terra Verde. There's a confrontation between Orcus and Goons and Magneto and Charles. Um, and it's knuck if you buck, you know, uh, like we're going to fight. Where is Terra Verde, by the way? I have no idea. I don't know. That now, that's you, you said that I was like, wait, where? Yeah. I just assumed that was someplace on Earth, but yeah, I don't know. Where is that? Yeah, I don't know. I would. I I was I was hyped as fuck at the uh, the the prospect of a Magneto and Professor X versus Omega Sentinel and Nimrod. This is like this is like Young Bucks versus FTR. No, this, no, more like uh, Rock and Roll Express versus. Versus Midnight Express, yeah. like I was like, oh shit, yes, let's. This is like we're gonna move all the troops to the side. Yeah, the general's gonna go. We're gonna go settle this. I was, yeah, I'm just shit. And then I remembered, oh wait, Professor X can't do anything against robots. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true, as we'll get to here in a minute. But the, I think they were hyped for it too. You know, Omega, the Omega Sentinel Nimrod are like, oh, okay, or, you know, oh, well, you people are just freaking fodder. And they wipe out and kill off their own, like all the orcs, yeah. you know, to like kind of clear well, the and, and they can fight. 
And again, there, I, there, you know, probably the unique contribution of this series is when we got the the reveal, I think, in part three, that in, in as much as we've heard the story from the mutant side and they believe firmly that they cannot win, now we understand the Omega Sentinels past is like, she believes that the, or they believe that odds can't win. Right. And so that that's really interesting like that that this is not this is not um you know skynet sending the terminator back to cut off the one option right. that humanity has the, the, this is from a branch of reality that's as equally bleak as the mutant side right it is yeah that's actually an, uh, that was a pretty interesting twist for twist me. right yeah and then i think you know why they kill all the humans like y'all don't even matter and Charles was yeah. like, why did y'all do that? And it was like, you know, we hate them as much as we hate y'all. <laughs> I was just like, I was like yeah. oh, okay. Like, this really works for me. And you're like, we'll fight you. We hate you, you know, for the, you know, for the for survival here. And it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it turns into the big comic book right here. As we'll see if we go to share screen and see how that works. Look at this. I've gotten much better as we've gotten over time here, by the way. Although, now can you see? Yeah. So the, I, I, I'm sure it's coming. Um, the, uh, I've been reading, I, I think I mentioned this a couple, at least a couple episodes ago. I've been, um, yeah, reading some of the early X-Men stuff and I've made it up to, uh, issue 50 mm-hmm. and in as much as <laughs> this definitely the other end of the spectrum, like Everything they do is described in excruciating detail. Like if only I could twist my wind feathers to the right, I could, you know, just like, you know, yeah. it's way too much. It's so like it, it, it's astounding to me how much it takes to read like 22 pages. So yeah. I got in this stretch where they're, they're only in like stock villains who, you know, don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other extreme is a lot of this is like just sound of, I miss, I miss like a little flavor of like, here's how I'm using my powers in a slightly different way to trip the balance. Otherwise it's just power against power. Craw, craw, craw. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's not satisfying. Yeah. So as I pull up the correct, like, I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm super good at this. I won in 2015. Who knew? Yeah. Like, I guess so as we get through the pages that you have to pay for as Hutch would say, so we scroll through, we get to this fight. If I can, Click this out of there, man. My computer's acting really slow tonight and weird. Like, really slow and weird. All right. We're going to come out of the stop share because this is not letting me go. Or maybe not. For once, I, like, get that pulled up, and then it yeah. does this. So I'm going to come out of it. Yeah, there's really just, like, six pages of 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 Michael Bay special effects. <laughs> I mean, there's probably half a dozen thought bubbles, a lot yeah. of screaming. Yes. Really just... The tag team of the year. My note says, you know, it's just panels of them. And I guess Charles can affect Nimrod because he's sentient. Yes. And and it's just them testing each other out. I think there's a great page on there where Nimrod's like kind of firing off. You can see like the little maniacal smile on his face, you know, that he's really like kind of, you know, into this, you know, and then there's a big boom and then they get taken out and Charles helmets get popped off. So and Nimrod's going to stomp on it. And then, you know, they're really trying to figure out, okay, well, where's Moira? Because they're under the impression that that's where she is. Like Moira has been kidnapped by the, uh, by Mystique and Destiny. And then somehow they've kidnapped all of them and they're hiding Moira from them. You know, she's going to know the plot, but you know, 
I, I, my note here says what power is Charles using that he's, you know, taking these people out. So it's kind of what you said. His, his telekinesis is should be able to rip robots apart. Is that what it is? He does not have telekinesis. Oh, that's right. Um, he's just a but telepath. He's just a telepath. But, but so this goes back to the early days of the X-Men. He'll be like, I'm using the powers of my mind to scan for the bomb detonator inside this concrete wall. I'm like, wait, I know mine's in that wall. So yeah, there's a precedence for like his mind is so powerful. It can do like whatever, I guess like they should have at, at certain points said like his telepathy is so powerful then extends an awareness to his surroundings right. such that he can gain a sense of inanimate objects but I feel pretty sure if we pull up his Marvel card, he can't do anything to this, anything to robots. Yeah, yeah that's that, not the Marvel cards. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, hey, he can uh, he can't beat up cops, is the quote Hodge. So it's yeah. not a good look. So we go yeah. back to Krakoa, and I'll tell you, this is something that I found confusing between Reeds or whatever. Like all this time, I thought I didn't know that they had Moira back on Krakoa. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that they had kidnapped her and then brought her back to Krakoa. Like I know oh, yeah. left and gone to Paris, but and then it's gonna tell the story here as Destiny or Destiny as Mystique was ship shift shape shifting and got her into this position. I didn't know they brought her back to, to Krakoa. Yeah. I I didn't know that either. And it turns out that's a terrible idea. They could have <laughs> done much more. Um unless that was like so there, you know, the whole thing with cutting off her arm, I think, was to get the the nanite tracers out of her arm. Correct. So maybe that maybe it had something to do with like avoiding detection. Like, so uh, let let's let's posit that they um, they wanted to return her to a mutant dense environment mm. to confound anyone who could isolate her because of her mutant characteristics. Well, and that's why Charles and West call it wind up in Terra Verde because that's where they went to go find the arm. Right. So, you know, yep. I'm going to get that arm. Uh, how much for the arm? arm? All right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, speaking of Brian Last and Jim Cornette, mm. Destiny got a manscape. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, I like understand. this is not the normal view we get of Destiny. This no, is not the yeah. normal portrayal no, of Destiny. Yeah. Hi, no. <laughs> Moyer's like, hey, you don't know what's gonna happen if you kill me. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, y'all, you gotta think all this mutant progress that we made is going to be lost, you know. So there's this idea of like if you kill me, it's gonna reset everything, you know, because they just found out that she was a mutant in and of itself. So she's like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, we can't kill you then. You know, more is like, okay, or Destiny. Mystique's like, we can't kill you. Sure, fine. But she does shoot her. And then we got this fade to white whole pages or whatever. And then it's like, boom, the death of Moira X. And we're like, uh, okay. And you said that you couldn't kill her, but then this is what happens. How soon would you have reading this and it's like, oh, they shot her with Forge's weapon? Oh uh, no, I I don't know that I snapped to that. Um I I have questions regarding that the way they characterize it going forward, but um because he's not here, let's let's represent like we have mm. two pages that are mostly blank. Why are there <laughs> eight? Why are there eight white mostly white but should there not have at least been ten? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is the logic behind like, oh, sorry, fuck your two pages, you know, yeah. you you have to, you pay, and and then and then bah, the next two, so really four pages because the next page just says death of more X, like there's kind of four pages we got screwed out of. I mean, and then and then like I don't know what that is. Yeah, if you're on YouTube right now. It's, uh, you can see uh, Manscape uh, the Destiny, <laughs> you know. Anyway. So yeah, there's our Zach. Is that's our uh, onomatopoeia as Moira fades to black or white. Yeah, but no, I did. I didn't necessarily snap to that. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I you know from reading now the previous it's blank issue, and blank and, and blank and then and then and this my computer is really busted up today. Yeah. So, know. like, is there, you know, is there something purposeful in those pages? Like, uh, that's the, that's yeah. what I don't get. I mean, again, this seems like it was. We've been talking about this since it started. That this was just, you know, well, he's leaving, so we got to close this out and just do what you got to do, you know, to get to the end point. And that's pretty much what we do. And so we flash back to the White Queen that she had had a gift. You know, it was alluded to in issue three that she was going to give to them. And, you know, this is something that I didn't know. And this is probably like a retcon thing too. She was saying her telepathic powers allows her to see the weaknesses and flaws in people. Hmm. And she said, you know, if they're trying to hide something, she can actually see that in them. And, you know, that Moira's, you know, weakness, it showed that she was, you know, her, her, her weaknesses and all that was showed to her when she did it. So she's like, killing her is not going to do anything. You know, as long as she is a mutant, you can't do that. And so she has this, you know, the neutralizer that Forge used on Storm in what issue 200 and something. If it was that long ago, I don't even know if it was in the 200s. And then he uses that on here. And, you know, that's going to be their way of getting around killing her. They're going to take her mutant power. And, you know, so they don't lose all the progress that they made for Krakoa. And then we get all these flashbacks, ridiculous numbers of flashbacks as to how we got to that point. Now, that's what tells me, like, oh, we just need to fill this book out because yeah. we can't charge people the money that we want to. I mean, that's why I was saying it was kind of hella confusing, like, as though, like, how the hell did they wind up back on Krakoa? Like, that's the part that was, like, throwing me off. And, I mean, yeah, it's just a bunch of monologuing, too, you know, and that, you know, but even though they think burned her to the crisp or whatever, this is the reveal. Okay, so yeah. in life number whatever, when they caught her after she had made the cure, that, oh, okay, you know, you're going to remember this, and that's why she'd been deathly afraid of them. You know, make different choices, and things will be better. Well, Moira never changed. Like, that was the, the reveal. You know, even though she got burnt to a crisp, she never changed. She didn't want mutants to be around. She changed the philosophy a little bit. It's like, her thought is like we were trying to i'm trying to save us you know from anything because i've seen this i know how this story goes in a a millennia of fights and battles you know either they the humans win or the mutants win but at no point in time do we win so if that's the case then we need to you know persevere and save ourselves and so to persevere and save ourselves she paired up with you know magneto and and charles told them about this and this is why they formed Krakoa. And I, I think that was, an, I mean, I'm getting to the end before, but that's a nice little bow on this because I didn't really see that coming when I started reading this. Did you? No, I mean, <laughs> and honestly, like, 
<laughs> Likewise, like I didn't know what we were doing because Inferno has a certain mean for me. Uh, right. Anyway. <laughs> now I've, I've, I've come to understand, like, I think that you sent us a link to prep weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I think this idea of like the idea that Hickman's impact, Hickman has a meta impact. Hickman's Power of X, House of X story has a meta impact on the X-Men writers that makes the, that that cuts them loose and lets them do things that they never would have even pitched in the past. Mm-hmm. And clearly there are things that have progressed from that, from the end of that, that series that are not in a straight line. It's a bunch of different lines because the creators are now empowered for I'm sure for the first time they've felt in a long time to tell mm-hmm. s- stories that are just off book. Mm-hmm. And now that Hickman is leaving, there's a finality, a necessary, uh, a need to sort of tie this together. And so there's a sort of, there's a very clear start and everything scatters. And then there's like this giant funnel at the end to try and neck it down somewhat, mm-hmm. but, there's certain things that aren't going to make it into that funnel and kick off in other directions. So right. yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, if you, aside from the original secret wars podcast, which you will probably never get any of us on this podcast to say an unkind word about other than the sarcastic words we talk yeah. about, <laughs> yes. particularly with the handling of the black characters. Yeah. We will put that on a pedestal. There are other books we'll put on a pedestal, but you're, if you listen to the entire library of our podcast for comics, you will likely not find us as hype for comics as we were for house of X power of X, what that set up, yeah. not an individual episode, but what that brought us to and what we thought. Mm-hmm. And so it's fair to imagine the creators felt that way too. Yeah. And so whatever we might have imagined, let's assume they imagined and then the threads just blossom. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, like, okay, we're at a natural conclusion. Let's try and tie it up. It's not yeah. neat anymore. Right. It wasn't a continuous thread. He made a world. Now they're trying to sort of show a direction. Maybe that sparks a new thing, but yeah, it's, it wasn't yeah. a continuous thread. Yeah. And it just, you know, and it landed kind of thud like, and, and again, taking that out of just this in and of itself, trying to read this in and of itself. Like this isn't bad. Like I'm not, I mean, and especially again, if you've been with us for a while, we've read much worse books than this. Um, but it's also, you know, it's still a disappointment in the sense that we knew what this was at the start and now it's just kind of coming to an end so they can sell some other books. And it's right. It's, yeah. it, it's right. It just reset, reset the status quo. Well, the books were shitty for 20 years because of the status quo. And that was, that had been the problem. So, you know, wherever it goes from there is fine. Back to this one. Destiny can't see the future around this situation. You know, there's multiple timelines branching out, you know, and, you know, you took my powers that more is like you took my powers hoping that you could lock in all the good that you did. But, you know, I just like, I don't even believe in this shit, mm. you know, where she starts to reveal like this is nothing to do with this. Like, you know, you're, a traitor to your own people, Mystique says to her. 
And she's like, I'm trying to help him. Like this, like I said, this is not going to end well in any version of this. I'm trying to save us. This is what I'm trying to do. And I, again, like I said, I never got that from the beginning of it. And I wonder if this is a retcon, like why we created Krakoa. Was, is that lit? Was that eventually the real ending of this that Moira created Krakoa to keep mutants safe, you know, away from humans so they could have their own society so they wouldn't have to worry, even though it turned out like everything else. Oh, y'all are going to be away from us and treat us as a threat and you're still going to be attacked for being mutants. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that's the case. I, I think her efforts are almost to sort of erase the existence of mutants. Like, cause her cure is like, no one ever has to be a mutant anymore. Right. She's not trying to create a mutant utopia. She's trying to just make the mutant problem go away. Go away. This is her no more mutants. Like right. her cure is, I'm going to, yeah, nobody ever yeah. will be a mutant again. Yeah. They're not even going to experience it. So that's weird though. So then why have all the people back there, all the resurrections, all of that? On Krakoa, but did she trigger okay. that though? Mm. Or was that just something natural that organically came up once they got on the island? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I have to go. I I'd have to go delve back into the Bible, the <laughs> House and Power. But you know, it's possible that you know that 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 was a direction that bore fruit and propagated. But mm-hmm. her interest was, you know, it's if mutants can't win and mutants are also the catalyst for the machine destruction of humanity, then maybe it's better that humans don't ever even exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, it, you know, it's so disappointing that you, you know. but you can't draw that. You can't draw a thread like that from house right. and power to where we are now because 23 episodes of next <laughs> of swords. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta read that. I mean, I, like, I, I, yeah, I've I watched know. every Harry Potter movie just to make fun of it. Yeah, so exactly. I gotta go. Yeah. I'm gonna I, yeah, have to I, read. I, I felt the same way, and like I said, now it's on trade paperback form and for free on freaking Prime. It's, yeah, you might as well get to it. All right, so we get back to the battle then between you know the the big heavies. Uh, Magneto gets the drop on the Omega Sentinel. Uh, Charles had already split up Nimrod, but he's, you know, parting to stitch himself back together, you know, and they, you know, there's no that Mor- Moira is not there, you know, and then finally when Nimrod gets himself put back together, you know, he captures Charles um, very well. And there's a look like there's a scene in there where he splits himself to Nimrod does into multiple Nimrods, but I'm not really sure. Um, well, that's definitely a power he's shown in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And so and then Magneto gets to drop on the Omega Sentinel. And so now we have this standoff, you know, like I got your guy. I got your guy. So now what are we going to do? You know, and this uh, my note on here says this is finally even between house power, all the books we read or whatever. This is the first time you see Magneto be a badass. He's been like diplomatic. He might have said some words. But this is the first time you actually see him get to be, you know, like Magneto, like, like, oh, OK, like this is the dude that is so fervent in his belief about what should happen with mutants that he does something about it. Whereas before he was just. What do you think, Charles? But, you know, like he didn't do really anything throughout the course of the, you know, the two years that this has been going on. 
So that was finally good to see. And then I, I really can't believe we're getting into that, trusting a, a robot here. But go ahead. <laughs> I was say, I think that's fair. I think, like, look back to when uh, Magneto was subservient to Racer X Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a terrible Robert Gibson. <laughs> right? He's not a tag team. Like, he, he can't be a tag team partner and subvert his will and his mm-hmm. interests right. like he's not a he's not a good number two no right mm-hmm. yeah it, it's, yeah it I, I didn't think about that till now but yeah like you as soon as he is not the alpha dog then he's not magneto anymore his right. that that will that ideal that like you can't you can poke holes in it but you can't poke holes in the resolution Mm-hmm. But if you if he subverts himself, he's almost defeated before he even starts. Yeah, and he's had been like that this entire series because yeah. you know Charles had been the lead, and he's and, and even yeah. in this he's deferring to Charles, deferring to Charles, but he's just kind of kicking ass while he does it, which is always. And nice. the funny thing is, is, like Apocalypse, Sinister, there's <laughs> probably any number of other people. They're like, oh yeah, we'll be your bitch. I'm going to go do my shit over here, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Magneto's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm Robert I'm, Gibson. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, he totally, he, he totally, like, he, as soon as he gets in that spot, he's, that's not Magneto anymore. Yeah, it's not. You know, it, it's not. Um, he tells him, he's like, there's no version of this where, you know, you leave here alive. Well, then Nimrod's like, all right, well, how about this? You know, we both, you know, leave our these people out and we go out of mano a mano. How about that? And Magneto asked Charles what to do. He's like, we need to find Moira. Like, that's what needs to happen. So he, you know, he agrees to it. And of course, why are you trusting a robot? Like, seriously, like you really thought the robot had morals or anything like that? Boom. Charles is dead. And, you know, then we get a chance to see Omega, you know, or uh Magneto go off. He does really well. You get a chance to see him like explode with his powers and all that. And he rips, you know, apart the, um, the Omega Sentinel, you know, as she was trying to dampen his powers with one of those power dampeners. And that's going to come back to haunt him. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And I, I, I would take Magneto versus Nimrod. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would take Magneto. Magneto should have been like, sorry, Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll live on in your image and we can get you with back with the five. Right. Um, shank yeah. the Omega Sentinel and mm-hmm. then now it's me against Nimrod. Yeah. It just was not, I don't know why you would even think about that. <laughs> that didn't hit me till now, but why would you be concerned about, Oh, because he was like, Oh no, we don't have Cerebro. Yeah. The cradle. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll bring you out without the last week of your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got him backed up somewhere. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, like, sorry, Charles. Yeah. Then they've established that there's like what, four or five cradles on Krakoa. So yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, he doesn't remember his locker combination from middle school. Okay. Good. Yeah. Right? They backed up. They, they backed up all the mentalities inside. Well, I guess, come on now. Yeah. You can't take your only backup into the field. That's just, this is all falling apart for me because there's no reason why, like, they shouldn't have been like, if the strategy should have been like, let's get them into a standoff where they think that me dying has value. Right. You 
play your trump card and then just go whack, go nuts on Nimrod because he's a robot and you have power over, you have electromechanical, electromagnetic manipulation. Yeah. Do something. (sighs) Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate this book now. Come on. You made me think about it and I hate this book now. Well, the power dampener gets ripped out of the Omega Sentinel's hand, but you know, she's still got, that's my power sound. Uh, and then she's able to hit the button and now Magneto, uh, doesn't have powers to face off against Nimrod. Um, that, that didn't really work very well. Uh, do you have any last words? He says, and, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win anyway. And he gets blasted. And then we go back to Moira. Um, is there preparing for the final kill? It's like, well, that's it. We're going to be done with you, Moira. And we'll talk about the, a cold tag. If you're using wrestling references here. <laughs> talk about the lights went off and you didn't care who came up when the lights came back on. Uh, it's freaking Doug Lock. He's there. He's there to make the hot tag save. Go home, child, is Mystique's worlds. And she's like, wait a second, Destiny, wait a second. There's chaos going on with this. You know, he's he's bringing chaos to the timeline. And he's like, you know, look, you guys had a solid plan. Like, you know, except now that you turned her into a human, you can't kill her because that violates the first rule of Krakoa. So, you know, boom, you can't do it. You know, I don't have to tell the council, you know, and bad things are going to happen if you guys kill a human, you know. But, you know, he agreed that Moira was on some BS, though, like, which I thought was kind of cool. It's like, you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong for doing this, but, you know, you can't play it out the way that you want to. Doug Locke's a terrible character, though, man. Like, it's just like, it's just you brought Colossus back for a reason. Why couldn't it have been Colossus? No, they did not bring Colossus back for a reason. (laughs) Other well, Colossus. Well, I mean, but seriously though, you could have done something. No, I you're you're right. Doug Lock Doug is a Doug is a character. Doug is not a great character. I love this ending. I love yeah. I love the like cause he's like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a little bitch, but I know your story. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's gonna kick the fuck out of you. Yeah. And by the way, I'm fucking an island, I got a, a mad robot. So what? what you gonna do? Yeah, this was a pimp ending to me. Yeah. Like Doug, like, I, I love this ending. Yeah, lady. And, lady. I mean, they yeah. they they foreshadowed it so long ago with his whole like, oh wait, we can listen to their secret sanctum and know everybody's plans. Yes. No, I mean, I. Th- but the problem, yeah, I guess the the challenge with this is like it doesn't. Even though they just did did um, did did exactly forecast the whole thing, it it does. This, feel like it's unearned like it comes yeah. in and sweeps in at the end but i don't have a problem with him with doug lock i don't i don't feel like doug lock doesn't know he doesn't suck but he is at least surrounding himself with allies yeah he put himself in a position yeah yeah, yeah I, like, that I he's not with. he's not like oh yeah he yeah he knows what he is yes <laughs> and they've tried in various times to like make his his language power useful he knows what he is, yeah. but his wife apparently is deadly. We'll, we'll have to read 23 books to figure that out. God, and yeah. uh, he is fucking an island. So, yeah. no, yeah, I, he, his line this is like, was a clever a, but unearned ending. 
He's like, you think I'd be an easy kill, huh? Before he brings out his whole crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, you know, Warlock has only not consumed all of you and converted you into organic matter because I asked him not to. Yeah. Like, otherwise, he would just basically consume all of you and be as bad as his dad. Yeah. And I am fucking the island you live on, and yes. my wife is a fucking yeah. murdering assassin gladiator. Yes, so exactly. Whatever. I can only talk to shit, but do what you, do what you want. Do, do what, what you yeah. want. Yeah. 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 So and yeah. I admire the ballerness of the yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly earned, but yeah. I admire it. It's a little Lady Olena uh, kind of ending there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Tell Moira I did it. Um. So yeah, yeah it's he's got. Three although, although we've already described that to the Destiny's earlier. Uh, yeah, it's earlier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she so was there's, there's three potential things there. Destiny says if we kill him. Uh, we're off to cancel and I'm exiled and I'm dead in six months and there's no resurrections for me this time. We can kill the boy. That will fail because obviously he's got an island and a robot uh, and his wife. Mystique will die. Destiny lives and you might get revived in three years. And then the third option, the boy wins, Moira escapes, you know, and we all just kind of live with that potential thing, you know, and, you know, and what about Moira's future? It branches out wildly. And, that, and this is my other part here. That's kind of not the fact that they didn't tell her future or whatever, but the fact that you just have her like kind of hanging out there. Yes, it sets up potential stories or whatever, but I feel that the people that are going to take over the books, it's just going to be like the thing that they bring back whenever it's just like, hey, wait, we need to reset, resell, do something. And this is what we're going to yeah. bring it back. Like, there's no way of bringing her yeah. back into the books without it becoming one super obvious you know what i mean like it's going to be super obvious and two it's just going to be you know it's a cheap pop when she comes back yeah um so i at that point if you're i mean i don't know what moira's status was before all of this i'm assuming she was alive but nobody cared we could have gone back to that you know you know we could have gone back to you know her being dead i i think i would have been fine with that if that was the case so um he gives moira I wonder how how the resurrection protocols apply to her. Could she not be brought back from the dead if she died? Even though she was depowered in this life, couldn't the five bring her back if she was truly a mutant? Although they may not have backed up her mentality. That would be the, or they may not have backed her up. They may not have established her mutagenic signature or whatever mm-hmm. with the neogenic recombinator. Yes. <laughs> and if they had brought her yeah, that one, because that would have alerted people to her being on the island, yeah. uh, her no place. And then two. And a mutant, which is where they were trying to conceal. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I think the idea of, of they, they took a character, they took an obscure character and <laughs> like rewrote, like it, that has been all over X-Men up to this point. And rewrote her in a way that was significant across the entire, the totality, the mm-hmm. focused totality of their telepathic <laughs> storytelling. Wow. Yeah. I'm hard pressed to think of another character who's like been elevated, pushed, re- made relevant in that regard. And, you know, and the idea that Moira now depowered, but with a uh, plant or techno organic arm yes. running loose with a mutant cure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's really ripe. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, the creative team's on the way out. So yep. 
it's going to be, hey, you know what? Remember we put Moira out there and those types of things? Like, oh, you're going to bring it back. And, and we said beforehand, it's like, oh, okay, so now these books are starting with Immortal X-Men. There's another X-Men book that started before this ended. You know, I think Jerry Dugan is doing, like, there's, now it's just loose stories just flying out there. That's how I see it. Mm. And that's where we were for 20 plus years. And that's not good. It's just not, this is where you get all kinds of people, too many people playing in the pool. And this is how things get, you know, lost and hurt and become irrelevant. I was going to say it's not 20 years, but yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is. No. Like when was the Graham Morrison stuff? Early two, was that 02? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So, and that was, uh, I mean, I, I can go back and read that and connect it to the rest of the world, but since then, it's a, uh, start, stop, relaunch, start, stop, relaunch, uh, crossover. I mean, you could see the pattern and it just didn't matter. I mean, they made the books, they made the books irrelevant. You know, and I, I, there's a portion of me that thinks the rise of the movies have made the books irrelevant. But that's a different podcast. All right. So, yeah. So one week later, after all of this, um, we get the rebirth of Charles and Magneto after they had gotten killed, uh, you know, fighting Nimrod and um, under their new leader, the White Queen, you know, come to me. My X-Men is the line that she uses. And once they get woken up, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I told everybody that shit. Everything that you did, we, I told every <laughs> single one of them. Everybody on the council knows what you did. And, you know, the thought is, is like, well, you, your secret was fine. You just shouldn't have kept it from all of us, you know. Yeah. So now you get to live with that. You get to live with bringing that lady here who was either trying to isolate us and or depower us and kill us in one spot. So you get to live with that. And, you know, she hands him Cerebro, you know, heavy is the head that wears this crown. And, you know, y'all get to live with that. And, you know, that's kind of what we're it. And, you know, enjoy your guilty head here, champ, you know. And then uh, what my last note says here. Um, oh, and then we get this like end credits here, you know, where this roll call of people with their particular, you know, uh, distinguishing characteristics, I guess, as mutants on this island, which I thought was just kind of, I don't know, kind of goofy, you know, so everybody flashes back. Colossus makes a flashback, but he did absolutely nothing else for the rest of this entire series. Or with, I mean, he's probably all over X of Swords or whatever. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> he just didn't do anything because they brought him back like that was a big deal to bring him back to the council, which makes me think he probably died and they brought him back so that's probably what it is. So I, I they're gonna know. make us read it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's probably true. And then that's it. You know, they're on the island, and what happens next? You know, again, Immortal X Men is supposed to be in March of 2022. I'm sure I will read it. I don't know if I will care about what happens now because again, you have multiple people under multiple banners writing in the same thing and it's just going to be something else. But overall, as a book, as a mini series, I, I enjoyed this. Like I didn't think it was terrible. It probably could have brought, been drawn out probably a little bit longer, you know, probably to six books instead of four because it did kind of wrap up quick at the end. But you know, he was trying to get out. 
they were happy to let him get out, and that's where it is. So what do you think of it as a series overall? Um, you know, a drop-in four-part series to have meaning and feel like it moved the dial, um, you know, that's rare um, mm-hmm. because we've gotten so many crossover event type things that just seem like they're blue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the era where, in the era of reboots just to attract attention, this stands above because it, it actually moved the story forward. But I think it's, again, it's that disconnect between what could have been mm-hmm. and I guess where we ended up. Mm. And the biggest, I think the biggest attraction is from is like, I have less faith that it goes forward from here to something meaningful, right? right? Like I, we all believed when House and Power ended up that we were in for something. And there were certainly some things. And I think this was on that line, but there was so much of chaff that, it, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't truly the start of an era. This mm. feels like almost more like the conclusion of an era with no confidence that there's an era to follow. That's a value. Right. That's yeah. what, that's what I struggle with. Well, and I was going to say, these four books were better than any of the books that were written in, in X-Men, any of the, any of the books, any of the, what was it? Uh, House of, not House of X, whatever of X that they had called it after House and Power. Like when we read those books and, you know, it was nothing that was okay or whatever, you yeah. know, but for the most part, they, they're just kind of, you know, treading, playing in the same and, pool, but not and doing And to anything. be fair, let, let's take our lumps. Marauders was actually a pretty good book. Yeah, it was there for and, the and four we've, weeks we've or taken, four months yeah. that we read it. Yeah, it was yeah, actually pretty we've, good. We've I taken shot after shot at Kitty Pride, and mm. that was one of the strongest books, one of the yeah. most consistent books coming out of the relaunch. Right, and I haven't read it since we stopped reading it, though. You know, it wasn't anything like that. You know, I just you, – you expect that your X-Men books are going to be the strongest one. Then that, that's the book that Hickman was writing, oh. and it wasn't. It was – freaking all over the place like it just here's a story here's another story yeah here's another story yeah here's another it, story it just didn't make sense and it 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 felt disconnected this actually felt connected to what we had learned about like if we had had two years of solid books or whatever and this was the ending of that i'd be like well that's a reasonable conclusion to this particular story and now what's going to happen and we didn't get that we got two years, but we didn't get anything that was consistently relevant to the particular books that we read. So I, I, I can't say it. I'm going to be like, Oh man, well, let's go and get immortal X-Men. I can't say that at all. That X-Men book that I've been reading from uh, Jerry Dugan, like third issue, uh, was that dude showed up? Oh God. Oh man. And every shows up in a story, the high evolutionary. Mm. I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Wrap. Yep, we're done here. Nope. As soon as you show I evolutionary in a book with me, you know it's done and dumb. Like I'm, a, I'm out. Like there's no point of ever having him in any book. It's just dumb. And I bailed then. Immortal X Men's coming. I'm sure I'll read the first one. I'm sure I will. But I think we're gonna be right back onto the uh, what's the hamster wheel and just spinning wheels until something else comes up every freaking six months that they just think that this is going to be the new thing. I mean, what haven't they relaunched at this point? I mean, you know, 
blue gold. They tried that. They did this. Uh, uh, they brought everybody back. So it's not like there's, I mean, what, what story haven't they told that they could retell now? What, uh, executioners? I mean, like, what, haven't they redone? They did, they did Age of Apocalypse already kind of on a low level part. Like, I mean, Onslaught, I think they did that again too. Like, I mean, they've done everything. So it's just, you know, whatever. But that's why we said we were looking ahead. We're going to be doing ROM. Um. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, so our next series is going to be Secret Invasion. Uh, as we're going to start reading that, you know, we're a year ahead of probably where the TV show is coming out. But it's going to be good to kind of look back at that as, you know, because it's going to take us a little bit of time because that it's not like six issues. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's longer than that. And knowing our recording schedule, it could take a year or so to get through it. Probably not, but we're pretty good. 52 podcasts um, this year. So uh, I, I think we'll get through that, you know, fairly. It'll be a little bit of a gap here. That's going to be our start for March, um, you know, as we get started into Secret Invasion. So be looking forward to that. Uh, we'll try to get Hutch back on so, you know, he can disagree with us with some ridiculous takes on he's, something. He's, he's just his social life. We can't. Yes. And uh, yeah, he's so, he's so, uh, out there in so many different ways, but yeah. But all right. So that'll start to wrap up the inferno. We'll put a bow on that. Uh, we'll put that in a one, uh, like series thing. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, you can get all of them together. So they'll just run one after the other. So it, for me, for other podcasts that I listen to, that's really good. So I don't have to think and look for one. So you bound them together. So it's just like, Hey, you know what? There's five podcasts in there and I can listen to them one, two, three, four, five and never leave. We did sneak a side brother side podcast in there, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I won't put it. It'll, it'll hang like kind of solo out of that. It'll just be those all together. Um, so yeah, uh, if you haven't gone back and looking at that, which is really kind of fun, our look back at, you know, kind of comic book trilogies, if you haven't gone back and look at that or comic book movie trilogy, if you haven't gone back to listen to that, that's actually kind of fun. But anyway, all right. So, uh, as the X-Men animated music starts to play us out, uh, I'm off tomorrow. You know, some of these people don't get president's day off, but I do, unfortunately, or whatever, man, some people ain't off. Maybe that's why Hutch ain't on here either. So uh yeah, so I'm I'm signing off. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. I feel like there's racial commentary about President's Day and the inverse uh, relationship between uh, us here. But... Yeah, yeah. It, it could be. <laughs> it could be. What's weird is that if it's a national holiday, why ain't everybody off? That's basically it. I mean, of course you're gonna send like the retail workers and all that stuff. I ain't pretending it's gonna be that anymore. But I mean, if generally speaking, if you are working at a particular job that is not in that particular profession, I'm not quite sure why you don't have the day off. Well, you know, there's national holidays and there's national holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I All right. Well, no, I'm I'm glad we uh, you know we put a bow on this, and uh, you know, this is even you know, as always, we take a dump on even the stuff we like. This was. By no means bad, but you know, you know, you know we we always want more, right? So, yep. but hopefully, you enjoyed hearing our take on it, and yep. we'll we'll uh, look forward to taking a dump on the next series. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and, and it's coming soon, hopefully, we'll be getting my Moira X doll uh, from uh, Marvel Legends. 
I'm certain that those those figures will be coming. I said I don't think there's been any House of Power figures. Do they have like a stump farm on it? Oh, that'd be interesting. No, I think they did make figures for this. I swear I seen a figure with Professor Xavier with that thing on his head. I think but he, did, he's had that for a while. Man. Well, no, I guess Reed. I'm used to Reed had it for Reed had uh, Reed had that. That's a Hickman special. That and the black. Yeah, and oh yeah, yeah. Oh so, yeah. All right. All right, we'll see you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. Peace, everybody. Oh. <laughs> so we get the awkward.